This is The Every Lawyer, presented by the Canadian Bar Association. Welcome to The Every Lawyer, a Canadian Bar Association podcast. I'm your host, Marlise Silver-Sweeney. This is coming a bit late, but happy 2019. 2018 was quite the year, and in today's podcast, I'll revisit some of the top lessons, tips, and themes from our last season. We kicked off the podcast by chatting with patent lawyer and Ironman athlete Stephanie Melinchuk all about health and wellness. But what really stuck out to me after actually listening to the episode is the advice she gives about something we don't normally associate with that topic, and that's the power of rest. Here's Stephanie explaining why a recovery day, whether it's from your workout or from studying for your law exams, is crucial to overall well-being. So I usually have been of the, the consistency where I just work so hard that I break myself and I crash and I crash hard. Yikes. And then I just kind of laze about around the house or in bed for a couple of days and then I get up firing again. Uh, that doesn't it's not really conducive for like a sustainable <laughs> living, um, so I've kind I've tried to incorporate a little bit more like active recovery and active rest into like my daily work regimes, and so that's I think just being a little bit more gentle with myself, allowing myself to stop, rest, recover when I feel um, like I need it, or even before I feel like I need it, just when I want to be on my A game performing at my maximum best, I know that to do that, I needed an adequate amount of rest and recovery. So that could even mean with regards to work, if I've had a pretty intense work day, I know at some point that if I want to have a a good productive day the next day, I'm going to have to stop and get some rest in order to have that. Otherwise, if I push too hard and push too long, my next day I know is going to be shot. Personal limits and long-term perspectives definitely strategies to take with us into 2019. And that's a perfect segue to another episode, which was personal branding with Larry Markowitz. Here's a segue. Are you ready for it? Little loose, but here it goes. Health and wellness take tolls on lawyers because of the demands of the job. And in this clip, Larry, both a lawyer and entrepreneur, explains how you should highlight what the job really is when talking to prospective clients. The real brand that employer sells, or law student for that matter, is ease of mind. Mm-hmm. If I hire that lawyer and I have a big problem, I, that lawyer is going to take the problem off of my shoulders. So you have to show me on your website or in your elevator pitch if it's for a law, a law practice, you have to show me that you know what you're doing and you're going to take the pressure off of me, take it off my shoulders and put it on your shoulders. So yes. Lawyers have a lot on their shoulders because they are taking the weight off the shoulders of their clients. And it's this ability that should be highlighted when talking about your personal brand or your story. Let's revisit another clip from Larry where he highlights the importance of storytelling and capturing your own narrative. Everybody has a unique story. Uh, Admittedly, everyone who goes to law school is a lawyer, but how you got to law school is going to be a different story. What you've done with your law degree is going to be a different story. The um, serendipitous events that happened along the way that changed the course of your career is part of your story. And so instead of just saying, I'm a lawyer, but you could say, I'm a lawyer, I'm just making this up, let's hear it, a lawyer and an artist. So I'm an artist who decided to get into law to help people protect their intellectual property. 
it's more of a story, and then you could expand on that, of course. And then, of course, you would want to tell people what it is you could do for them. So uh, maybe you'll be at an artist convention, and you would explain to them how you're the right person for protecting their intellectual property because you have this unique background that matches with theirs. A story element to it. We all have our own unique stories. A really nice lesson from Larry Markowitz. Another one of our guests, Jamie Benizri, picked up on this same theme of storytelling, but in a totally different context. And that's telling stories in order to explain legal issues to clients. Jamie is a social media influencer and lawyer. He's even dubbed the term lawtertainment. When we spoke to him, he explained how to use storytelling to help further his audience's understanding of certain legal topics. You know, I felt like to evolve and to document all the stories that I've that I've been telling these entrepreneurs in, in talks and in sessions and in trainings, I really wanted to give them a guide where it, it wasn't Troy. I wasn't talking about the articles and the history. And I was talking mm. about real life stuff. What happens when you don't incorporate? You know, and there's a story about, you know, Kelly Kale, uh, who's obviously a fictitious character, who opens her... <laughs> Her juice shop that she's always wanted to open. I thought and, that was uh, going to be her business. As soon as you yeah. said her name, I felt juice. Okay. Kelly Kelly Kale, obviously, she's in the juice business. <laughs> and Kelly Kale gets into business. She's sitting on inventory, and they're selling like, um, you know, they're selling like hotcakes. And she, there's a recall that happens um, because the kale is tainted out of California. She decides to ignore that um, that callback. And she decides to continue selling the kale that's potentially contaminated. Inevitably, she gets into trouble because um, one of her clients drinks um, a kale smoothie that's tainted with E. coli. They get sick. They sue Kelly Kale. What happens if she's not incorporated? What happens even if she's incorporated, if there's liability? So these, for me, are stories that I tell that have an immediate identifier. We all like smoothies. We all want to be healthy with kale. Mm -hmm. What happens if somebody who's living their entrepreneurial dream gets into trouble in this very unlikely scenario? And these are the kind of stories that I tell to make it stick, to make it fun, to make it engaging, and to create that conversation. A totally different look on storytelling from Jamie Benizri. Let's shift now to another innovative guest we had on the podcast. That's Martine Boucher of Simplex Legal. Simplex Legal is an in-house counsel boutique. It places lawyers at companies for a set time frame, and its goal is to disrupt the profession with this model. This is how Martine says she thinks about innovation, and also why working with a non-lawyer was an excellent decision and an innovative one. If you want to be truly innovative, you need to challenge every assumption around you. You need to challenge the way you think about you know, doing things like there's a, a way of delivering legal services. And mm-hmm. and as lawyers, we're so trained to do things the same way. Like we're we're all looking at precedents, right? Like right. we're all looking backwards and doing the same thing than other people have done and really finding a lot of comfort in that tradition. Well, innovation sits on the other side of that. You need to revisit everything and question yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, who's better place to do this than somebody, someone who has no preconception on how things should be done? Right. So the non-lawyer is bringing to the table that pure vision of business saying, well, other industries are doing it this way. Why are we doing it this way? And it's like, pause, 
very good question. <laughs> Why are we doing it this way? And sometimes you come to the conclusion that it's the best way. There's some regulation, but sometimes like, eh, just because oh, not the right answer. Right. Um, so, so uh, Jeff was really instrumental in, in pushing us in doing things differently and also trying I realized that uh, being trained as a lawyer has made me a little bit less tolerant to risk. <laughs> yes, um, yes. <laughs> I think I started off like I'm not the typical, typical lawyer where I went into law because I, I, I didn't have a lot of tolerance to risk. I didn't. I think I started off with a fair amount of, you know, I'm, I'm not risk adverse, mm -hmm. but the training pushes you to become much more risk adverse. It certainly does. Um, and then it also trains you not to want to make any mistakes. Mm -hmm. And again, innovation doesn't happen unless you do trials and errors, right? You try something, you move on, uh, you know, it doesn't work. You look into it, what went well, what didn't go well, what have I learned, what would I do again and not, and then you move on. So, so Jeff coming from a sales organization mm -hmm. and sales driven, he's all about trying everything to the point where he would drive me crazy at times. I'm like, no, but uh, it was a very healthy uh, debate. And I think it's diversity at, at, at its best, right? It's when mm -hmm. you can challenge each other on your assumptions, on the risk you want to take, and, and just it opens up your mind to doing things differently, which is all we do at Simplex. We're always trying to do things differently, better, faster, you know, better customer experience. And it all starts with questioning yourself and, and not taking for granted that things have been done a certain way and cannot change. For Martine, it was working with a non-lawyer that was integral to her success and her own innovation. But she's not the only guest to discuss the power of a personal relationship. Andrea Raymond came in to discuss mentorship with me. She's a legal coach and a former labor lawyer. I asked her whether it was important to seek out a mentor that comes from a similar background or a diverse one. Here's what she said. For people from a, who are experiencing life as a racialized student or lawyer, I, I think it is obviously going to be helpful to find someone who can speak to that experience. We're all such bloody polite Canadians, and it can be hard to find, I think it can be hard sometimes to find a white, um, straight lawyer who's really able to talk about some of the issues you might want to talk about um, if you're from a marginalized group. And so it's worth finding someone to connect with. By the same token, I am a big fan of connecting with all kinds of different people. And frankly, you know, if you... If you want to understand what it looks like to move up a traditional ladder in a law firm, you want to talk to all kinds of people. And, you know, we are all fighting our need for affinity. So there have been generations and um, centuries of privileged white men seeking out other privileged white men to um, nurture and mentor, sometimes with the very best of intentions. And so... Um, you know, obviously we want to break through that a little bit, but we do have this natural affinity. And I think you've got to listen to yourself. If you're needing some comfort and connection, if you're needing to feel affirmed as a lawyer, then find someone who can offer that to you. After the episode aired, I heard a great quote from none other than Michelle Obama. Who else is reading Becoming right now? 
It reminded me what Andrea was saying in the segment we just listened to. Choose people who will lift you up. Find people who will make you better. It's a theme we explored when I interviewed Ray Adlington, the CBA president. We spoke about his quest this year for diversity and inclusion within the profession. We also talked about why his former approach on this topic was all wrong. Here's Ray explaining. Because I was making the classic mistake of minimizing differences between me and other people by not focusing on them and not talking about them and trying to treat everybody the same, regardless of their uh, cultural background, whether they were of a different gender than me, a different ethnocultural background or a different sexual orientation, I was not varying my treatment of those individuals. And uh, it, I was sort of told that I was minimizing cultural differences. And that was sort of the challenge that I had to overcome. And the way to do that was to speak with individuals who were not from the same cultural background as me about their experiences. And understanding their experiences and how they differed from my own uh, would help me overcome those implicit biases that I held uh, simply by having those positive interactions with other people. In Ray's podcast series, he interviews lawyers from diverse backgrounds about their experiences and perspectives in the law. His most recent episode is with Merle Alexander and Naomi Metallic. They're two Indigenous lawyers and they're sharing their experiences as being part of the legal system. Be sure to check out his podcast, Conversations with the President, this year. And what's on tap for the Every Lawyer this year? We have a bunch of exciting guests and episodes in the works. Our next podcast focuses on everything you need to know about sitting on a board. It'll be coming out shortly. I'd love to hear about your highlights from last season. What's your favorite episode? Did a particular idea or tip resonate? Tweet to us at CBA underscore news, or you can reach me at my handle at MarliseSS. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review if you like what you hear and subscribe to receive notifications for new episodes. We also have a podcast in French called Juriste Branché. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode.